Are you looking for entertainment for a fundraiser, outreach, youth night, date night, or for a conference? Does your team need a way to improve team camaraderie, confidence, and communication? Well, look at Wellverse Comedy for a show, performance, or workshop. Wellverse Comedy is Chicago's clean comedy team, and we're ready to serve you, your audience, or your organization. We've headlined our own shows at the Second City at Gettys Comedy Club in Indianapolis and started our own TV show called His Line. And we've raised over $5,000 for charity in just the last two years. We are now booking for your back-to-school bash, fundraiser, and even your holiday parties. Contact us today and let's see how a night of high-energy, clean, original, family-friendly comedy can make your next event memorable for all the right reasons. Connect with us on social media at WellversedCMDY, that's at WellversedCMDY, or online at WellversedComedy.com. WellversedComedy.com. For booking information, email us improv at WellversedComedy.com. Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. Hey, welcome to the latest edition of the Gifts for Glory podcast. I'm Dave Ebert. Thanks so much to my lovely wife, Bobby, for voicing over our intro. Really excited to have you along uh, for this episode. And, and uh, you know, honest to God, I'm really excited that you're here. And that joke is going to make a lot more sense in about five minutes. But uh, I do want to uh, just invite you, if you like what we do, if you're a supporter, if you're a fan, if you enjoy uh, just the sharing of testimonies and, and the sharing of the gospel through the, uh, through the interwebs, We'd love for you to support what we're doing. Uh, we have a Patreon page with some really cool uh, benefits. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash gifts for glory, gifts, the number four glory, uh, and uh, find a way to support us. We'd love to have uh, have your support uh, to help pay some of the bills, to give us more opportunities, and we upgrade equipment, um, you know, maybe get a new computer. That'd be really cool because uh, the, uh, uh, the this computer chip, it, it, it's a Dorito Um it's uh, that old, but <laughs> so that is the, the, the humor portion of the show. Uh, if you would like to support us, uh, gifts of glory, uh, on Patreon, we would love uh, your support and, uh, there's some really cool benefits there. So as we move on, let's uh, dive into our devotions with Dave segment. Uh, today's devotions with Dave is coming from the book of Psalms. Uh, this is Psalms 105 verse one. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Now, one of the biggest reasons that God blesses us, whether it's with talent, uh, with with financial rewards, or or any of a million other different things that he blesses us with, it's not to keep it to ourselves. It's so that we can bless others, whether we bless others through the power of our testimony or we bless others uh, just by telling of God's goodness and introducing God or them to God, because God already knows us. Uh, but uh, the, the most important part is the blessings uh, of grace, love, mercy, material possessions, it shouldn't stop with you. It, it's to be passed on. It's to be shared. So even uh, David, way back before internet, before he had a cell phone, he knew that when he was being blessed, he should bless others. So give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. 
Let the whole world know what he has done. And that is our devotion with Dave Sigmund from Psalm 105, verse 1. Uh, so again, I'm really excited to uh, to have you along here tonight uh, as we uh, bring on our guest. Uh, and like I said, honest to God, I'm really excited to have you. Uh, so I will stop beating that dead horse. Let me uh, introduce you to uh, the movie that we're uh, talking about, Honest to God. It's a... Uh, it, it's a really fun uh, movie. It, it's, uh, we interviewed uh, Robert Alanis uh, and Burke Sage, who um, uh, Robert uh, directed, wrote the film. Uh, Burke Sage is the lead. And our guest tonight is uh, Polly Doyle. She is um, the uh, lead's wife. So she gets to go on this in, insane journey uh, with uh, Burke's character. Uh, let's check out the trailer, and then we'll talk to our guest in just a second. Daniel Adams. Daniel! I was wondering, could you call Pretzel? He has to poopy. Sorry. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. There's a good chance you have a terminal illness that could result in death in a short period of time. This is kind of like the day before a colonoscopy. You're gonna die? But this time, you won't be waking up afterwards to see if they found something. I think it's important that you tell Rebecca as soon as possible, while she still has a few good years left in her. Huh? Elder Jones. I'm Elder Wallace. And you guys look so young. How cute. Chloe, they're people, not puppies. I don't want to die. I'm only in my 50s, for God's sake. Uh, for, for your sake. I, I promise you, I, I will change. Good morning, my love. Good to see you eating at the table, son. <laughs> my treat today. Why? Well, it's been a while since I treated, so, you know. Whoa, you've never treated. I don't know. He's been acting strange ever since he went to see that Dr. Haja. Uh, sure did. It is. Am I losing my mind? Or did I just see you hand a baggie of dog poop to Miss Tucker? Dr. Haja has been under investigation since the closing of his place of practice in Los Angeles last month for allegedly posing as a doctor, seeing patients, diagnosing them with terminal cancer, and then charging them for tests that were never performed. Yes! So we're really excited to see Honest to God. It's uh, releasing soon. And we now bring the uh, the co-star. Uh, and let me make her box a little bit bigger. There we are. Polly Doyle. Polly, welcome to Gifts for Glory. How are you? Very good. Thank you for having me. Uh, really excited to have you talk more about the uh, film. Uh, as I mentioned, I had uh, Robert uh, on, uh, I believe, in November. And then uh, also November had Burke Sage, who was the the lead there in the, on the film. Uh, so uh, you're the wife of, of Burke's character who goes on this roller coaster ride, and I guess the uh, the the question at the end of the film is now that he's 
faced death and now he's free, does he change forever? Because you kind of think about it and the fact that he prayed, he's like, God, if, if you let me live, I promise I'll change. And God's like, well, here you go. Here's your chance. Uh, so tell us about your role in the film. Tell us about uh, uh, your, your perspective on Honest to God. Well, first of all, um, it is released. It's been on YouTube now for just over a week. And okay. it has like 47,000 views. So we're very happy and grateful that it's reaching the people. And they seem to be loving it. So that's good. Um, my role was, gosh, it was the, I, the film was, uh, my house was used for the Adams family house. So there was a lot of parts that I was involved with besides just being the wife of, of, um, Daniel, whom really had a couple challenges for me as a wife, but, um, let's see, how do I, did you want me to explain the movie or tell me what my, my take on the movie or? Uh, yeah, uh, tell us uh, uh, about uh, about your role. Uh, I believe it's uh, uh, your your role's name is Rebecca. You're the uh, you're the wife of, of uh, the lead, and uh, so tell us about the movie, about your journey as as his wife. Okay, well, um, my well, first of all, I am I worked for Hallmark. I designed cards for Hallmark, so you can kind of tell my nature would be very happy, and I'm also very uh, well. I, I'm very into the Bible. I'm very, I go to classes and I just love studying the Bible and putting it into practical use. And um, I, I feel like my family is, I feel like my husband is on board with it. And then we start living life and he gets a pain in his stomach. And uh, let's see, he feels like he doesn't want to do much about it. And I'm kind of prodding him like a wife would. This is what mm -hmm. we do. We, we take care of our husbands, right? Yeah. So I kind of prod him along to get to go to the doctor. And finally, I get him in to the doctor. And um, as you maybe you don't know, but the doctor who is going to be not such a great doctor, that is Larry Thomas mm -hmm. from the Soup Nazi. And yeah. he, he turns out to be a good, not a good doctor. And um, he gets a diagnosis. I hope I don't tell too much, but he gets a diagnosis um, and he becomes very scared for his life. Yeah. And I, I actually think that's from what I can read on the reviews. I think people that's that's kind of happens to people a lot. You, you think there's something wrong with you. I don't know how many times that's happened to me. And you become very fearful. And that's exactly what happened to Daniel. Mm. And um, but he doesn't show it because the doctor don't say anything to anybody. So he's keeping it inside. He's not reaching out for help. He's just simply acting strange mm -hmm. and very, very afraid. So um, I start noticing that. And I, I hate to tell too much, but it turns out that he is not going to die. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> how much can I tell? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> well, I, I think um, Robert is probably watching now. If he comments, I'll let you know if you've gone too far. Okay. Well, I guess I'll skip that scene and I won't say it yet. But um, he goes through an awakening and he, I don't know if it's an exact awakening, but he prays mm -hmm. a very, a very, very heartfelt prayer, as we all have done. And, and he feels lifted. He's lifted and he feels a change and he, he goes about his life and he does very good things for people. And then he finds out that he's not going to die. Hmm. He, he just, and he doesn't think it's God that did that. He just thinks it's a happenstance. Oh, 
Well, that was that happened, but God had nothing to do with it. And he goes about his old life. And I think Robert said this. Actually, he went back a little worse than his old life. Mm-hmm. He he didn't hold up his his side of the bargain. And actually, he really didn't have very great, great behaviors, honestly. <laughs> um, so I, what I think what I do in the film is bring him back. I try to bring him back and hold him accountable when I think something's off. And so that, I think that's Becca's role. Yeah. And uh, uh, to find out how to watch it, um, you said it's also already on, on YouTube, but it's also going to be streaming pretty uh, soon as well, right? I, it already is. It's on um, la- last month. You could rent it and buy it on um on Amazon Prime, which I did. And okay. you could also, I think it's on just about every, I think it might be on PureFlix also, but you can um, you can get it, you can just watch it on YouTube now. Okay. But PureFlix, Amazon Prime, and it's actually out also on DVD. Nice, very yeah. cool. So this isn't uh, this isn't your first go around. You've uh, been in acting for, for a while. You've uh, had some uh, pretty well-known uh, projects that you've been a part of. So tell us about your acting journey. How did you first get in? And was this uh, a journey, was it before you found Christ or was it during? Or uh, Tell us a little bit just about your acting career. Uh, Well, actually, um, I had a very dear friend of mine who um, helped me see my own light. So it kind of, my coming to Christ was before. There is is the um, ability to, begin to see myself differently. You know, she saw such good in me and she let me see my own light. She, she one thing she always said when, when I was happy, she'd say, when you're happy, my heart is full. Oh, she was nice. just the most gracious, loving soul. And she just taught me, she loved me so much in a way that probably Christ would. Mm-hmm. She, she showed me such grace and love and she didn't just for me, but for many, many people. So she was kind of my awakening. Um, she once told me, if you don't have a dream, how do you have a dream come true? Oh, nice. So, um, and so when I first, I put in for some background work. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very sad in what I was doing for a living. I was a nurse. I don't know if you know that, but I was a nurse. Oh. And it was kind of sad. It was hard. It was very difficult. And I prayed very hard. And then I had an opening through background and it was just a wonderful, I loved it. I loved working and learning. You know how Burke went to school for it? Mm-hmm. I went to school for it doing background work and stand-in work and all those kinds of things. So so you learned on set. You learned the, the real thing instead of so and there's benefits to both going to going to formal class, but also there's so much more by getting your hands in and seeing and you kind of even learning the um, the onset etiquette uh, of being oh, a bad yeah. Yes. So, so that's it was I, I worked with um, I worked on Empire, so many different wonderful shows that I was able to work on and be a stand in on and meet meet so many people. And then one person would want, hey, you want to do this project? Hey, how about this project? Just kind of that way. It worked. Very nice. Uh, and you've got some uh, that are uh, in post-production that are coming up soon. Uh, you have, um, uh, let's see, you've got uh, Hyde Park coming out soon. That one uh, we never... just had the premiere for. 
Okay. Yeah. I, I thought I saw something on Facebook about that. Um, yes. So Hyde Park had just had the uh, the um, the release party, uh, uh, the premiere. I'm sorry. Um, we've got Trial by Faith um, coming up. Uh, so I know it's kind of like picking your children and who's your favorite kid. <laughs> but do you have a favorite uh, project that you have coming out that you are really excited for people to see? Uh, you're right. It is hard to pick because I, I think I'm, I enjoy working. I heard one of your people that you interviewed said, you don't like the word rap yeah. <laughs> because it is so, it's such an enjoyable process. I, yeah. I just, I love it. I wouldn't, I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously honest to God was wonderful because that was my biggest role. Mm -hmm. It was the most challenging because of the time frame we started we like you know we started in uh 2020 and it ended i cut it went on it seemed like forever so mm -hmm. that was hard that was a challenge to keep and as you know the lead changed and just kind of kind of keeping it um keeping the, all the wheels turning and making sure your character was still uh the same because right. it was it'd be months before he did something again so yeah that was challenging in doing that in a movie, those kind of things happen regardless. So, uh, you know, yes, it's just yes. you know, the ins and outs and ups and downs of productions. But add to that the challenges of doing it in Illinois in a pandemic where Illinois was one of the more stringent uh, on the COVID restrictions. Uh, so you add yes. to that. So it's it's very, uh, I would say it's probably a miracle to say that this film got completed or at least in the time frame that it did because it could have easily been shelved for a couple of years. Most definitely. And um, Robert was very, 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 very um, persistent. Um, it seems like when somebody fell and they weren't, somebody else was picking you up. The one good thing, Dave, is we, we filmed it here at my house. So we were able to, plus I live on a farm. <laughs> so okay. we had plenty of space to, to um, distance. And then everybody was very protective with masks on, but we always had my house to come to. Uh, so we, we did those scenes first. Um, mm -hmm. it, it was just, it was a wonderful experience. I met some met wonderful people and that, yeah, just. Were you ever late to set? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was never late to set. And I was always, I love to be on set. So I mm -hmm. was probably up three hours too soon. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun. So being your house and uh, being an, an independent production, were you also kind of part of the craft services? Were you cooking? for? <laughs> I love you. I feel like you're getting into, I, I can say yes, I'm not a homemaker, but I always had things here for sure. I even John, the um, director photographer, he loved uh, Mountain Dew. The first day he told me, I always have Mountain Dew. We always had treats here. Yes, that was my job too. So on the next film, you you're getting a bump in pay and more <laughs> lines. You'll be it's the true. lead in uh, Robert's next film. <laughs> oh, please, Bertie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Robert says he's not going to do another film, but I don't know. I don't really believe him. I think that filmmaking is a lot like the mafia. Right when you get back out, <laughs> something pulls you back in. Yeah, I think, well, excuse me, he didn't say he wouldn't do another film. He said he wouldn't do it the same way. In other words, he would do it if there's a lot of backing 
and he didn't have to do absolutely everything. So that yeah, makes sense. That makes perfect yes. sense. So uh, you did mention that uh, your journey involves finding uh, a relationship with Christ before jumping into a film. So let's talk about that journey. Uh, did you grow up in a Christian home or how did how did you find Jesus as your savior? How did that story I go? grew up in a Catholic home and my dad, my dad read at church every Sunday. Um, we went to church uh, and then catechism when, when our Catholic school, I was like in second grade when our school closed down and then we went to catechism. Please forgive me. I did mm -hmm. not like catechism. <laughs> it was it was with the nuns and it was so kind of scary. They they just weren't real soft and fluffy. So I did not <laughs> love catechism. <laughs> and we didn't really talk about the Bible really. Mm. You know, I know they read the the read uh, verses in church, but we didn't really talk about studying the Bible. It wasn't like that. Um and it wasn't warm and fluffy either. Dave, mm -hmm. it was not. I listened to the people you interviewed, and they're they're just so the ones that grew up early on. They're so happy and loving, and and they were so blessed to have that. I grew up where I felt more like a little scared, <laughs> a little timid of it all because you know you stand up, you do that, and you. It was more like that for me. So, uh, I guess, how did I find? Let's see. The biggest way that I think I came to. Christ was through through very difficult, sad times. Hmm. Um, I met my very closest friend, the one that I talk about, Jackie. I met her three days after my dad died. So wow. I would say that she was my opening for, for my new understanding of Christ and an awakening. So yeah. she, she, she just showed after he died, I was broken. Some very bad things happened and I was, I was beyond. She, she made me realize that he really wasn't, I hope this is okay to say, but yeah, she, I was so sad that he was gone in the way I thought he left. And I could only think of that. And she showed me that he was, he was in a good place, but she showed me in a way that I didn't understand before. Hmm. People say that, but she was very gifted spiritually. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, so it was, a, it was a, a new beginning for me. Then I was, I used to go to her house every week and she would write these beautiful um, things on a piece of paper. And at the, at the bottom, she would have a um, Bible verse. Mm -hmm. oh. And we would go home and look up the Bible verse. It was beautiful. Yeah. So do you remember a uh, a moment where it became like, it went from like, this is a very beautiful thing to like developing into a true relationship. Do you remember like the moment that it changed? Like, it, or, uh, or was it more of like a gradual process of, of finding that relationship with the Lord? I think there was a moment, but it increased as time went. The aha moments mm -hmm. um, were wonderful. Every time I had an aha moment, it just expanded for me. Uh, it, it was it was wonderful knowing that I wasn't alone. I think in the Catholic where I grew up, I never really felt like 
that I wasn't alone, that it wasn't just me. But I think when this awakening came, I knew I wasn't alone and I was very much loved and cared for and helped. So when I cried out accidentally, have you ever prayed accidentally and then something happened? You're like, what? Right. <laughs> okay. You're <Yeah>. there. <laughs> so it was that. And that's just a beautiful thing that you're awakened and aware that you are just not floating in the middle of an ocean in such grief. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so this kind of was catalyzed by your, your father's passing. So uh, now that it's been uh, several years, have you found your opportunity to pour into others the same way that, that your friend had kind of poured into you to help them in their grief? Wow, that is a great question. Because I remember saying after my dad died, I remember thinking, oh, wow, when I would go to wakes or funerals, I would feel sad. Mm -hmm. But I had no idea the grief that the people were in. I had no conception. And I said to myself, I want to help people that go through that. And you know what? To answer your question, I don't know that I have. Um, I am always there to inspire and to love. But I don't know that you can help. I can't help them the same way my friend did because mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm as spiritually gifted as she is. Um, sure. I, I try. I always lend a kind word. I, I do my very best. We'll put it that way. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's no wrong answer to that because the, the thing that we often do as humans is we think that it's our job to fix somebody when they're in grief. And uh, we, we put that burden on ourselves. And sometimes we think, man, I'm failing this person because I don't have the perfect word. But and I'm sure as as you can, if you recall, you know, or think about it, there are probably a lot of people that said a lot of things after your dad passed. But you don't remember what they said. You just remember that they were there and they cared to be there. And I think that's the biggest gift you can give somebody. Dave, you're you're right. Right. Spot on. Um you're exactly right. The people that were just there. But recently, we we recently had the director of photography on Honest to God, a lovely man, recently lost his young son, about 24 years old. Oh, no. And I, you're right. I don't know. I don't want to push anything. I just want to be there. I I just want to be have an open door. That's all. I don't want to give give just Bible. I just want to be there and be open for him. Other than that, I don't know what exactly to say or do. I do remember somebody saying to me after my dad died, something like, well, it's been a couple of weeks. You must be ready now to go out. And I'm like, oh, I'm not. I'm not ready. Right. Not. Yeah. And, and the, the heart may have been in the right place, but the delivery was way off because <laughs> if if you know somebody's been mourning for a couple of weeks and they're saying, hey, you must be ready, just yeah. invite them, take them out, get get them some fresh air, but don't. Make them feel ashamed if they're still in a place where they don't feel like it. Exactly, and it it can take years, as you know. Yeah. Long it can be it can be a long while to to heal and and to feel normal again. And if you think about it, Jesus is the perfect model. He knew that Lazarus would be walking out of that tomb, but he still took time to mourn, and he wept with Mary and Martha and their family, and he didn't quote Old Testament scripture and and didn't you know, make them feel condemned for weeping and, and, and mourning. He, he was there with them. So that's what we should do. 
Dave, this is why I watch your show. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah. And you know what? I can't articulate like you do, but that's exactly what my, what I feel. That's exactly how I feel when I write a note, what you just said. So you put words to your Becca. <laughs> you're Becca from the movie. She was exactly like you. She just knew knew the Bible so well. It was beautiful. Thank you. I, I don't think I could pull it off as well as you do. I uh, I don't have quite the high cheekbones or the smile, but uh, maybe a wig and a shave I could. You know, we could try. How there's, good was you know, there's makeup, makeup for that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I wanted to tell you another another story. Oh, sure. it's right here. The the woman that I was telling you about, my friend Jackie, she's a mm -hmm. she's known by many because she's a lovely soul, but she passed uh at 86 a couple years ago. But oh, before nice. that, um, she was she was talking to me in my car as she did many times, and she was telling me, Polly, um, she would just say, she said, she didn't say it like a Bible verse, because I wasn't aware that it was a Bible verse, mm -hmm. but she your words. The words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart um, be acceptable in in your sight. She said it differently that than that, more like regular, like if you and I were just talking. But I understood what she meant. And that day I went to Goodwill to shop, God's will, and I came upon this bracelet. And I didn't know it had anything written on it. But when I looked at it, it was was Psalms 1914, which is exactly that. Wow. So she told nice. me about that. She was she was giving me something to ponder. Like make sure whatever you whatever's in your coming out, make sure it comes from a good place. So mm -hmm. I thought that was wonderful. And here's the bracelet. Very nice. I like it. Uh, does it keep a secret uh, a sacred place in your home or do you wear it a lot? What, um, do you uh, I don't it wear it a lot because I I don't want to lose it, so I keep it in the bathroom, but it's always there for a reminder. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. I like it. So the uh, the movie Honest to God, it's available on most streaming platforms. Um, I have to double check. I have the yearly subscription to Pure Flix because, you know, we, we're, we're that close with God that we, we do the, the godly thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll check for it on Pure Flix. Uh, it's also available on Amazon. Uh, you can find uh, more details about the movie at honesttogodmovie.com. Uh, and uh, it's it just looks like it's a lot of fun. Uh, it, and it's really cool to see somebody that, that's got like this legendary character in in the soup Nazi, uh, you know, kind of do do this this film to, to lend his credibility to it. Um, so did you get to work? I know that your, your character doesn't necessarily cross paths with him, but did you get to work with him at all or, or, or talk to him at all during during the, uh, the filming? Dave, you know how I said I never like to be wrapped? Yeah. Well, I don't like to be wrapped, so I showed up for every every possible scene that was going to be to be filmed, I was there. Because they could not get rid of me. I enjoyed it so much. So yes, I was there when he filmed his, his scene. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy, um, very, very happy guy, um, funny, as you yeah. can see just a great guy with a lot of stories mm -hmm. yeah lots of stories but you know what you know i was going to tell you i love the scene with you gave her you interviewed mimi mimi sagadin 
Yeah, Mimi. She's okay. Awesome. She had a wonderful scene in which it reminded me of my friend, because her oh. scene in the movie was before he found himself or be found Christ before Daniel really came full circle to finding God in Christ. Um, she was he was kind of increasing her. He was doing something a little not great. He was increasing her uh, coverage so he could probably make more money. But mm -hmm. here she was sitting across from him saying, you know, you're such a you're such a good man. You find your you found your calling. And he and he was like, what? The point being, I think, I think it's so cool when somebody can see something in you before you know it's there. Yeah. And that's what her character, that's what um, Mrs. Loomis did. I love that scene. Yeah. I, I love Mimi. She's got such an awesome heart. And uh, like I said, she's been uh, on the show as well. Uh, I keep trying to get her on the improv team. Uh, so I have uh, Wellworks <laughs> Comedy's uh, improv ministry. And I think she'd be great. I think uh, she would be. Yeah. So, uh, so keep praying. I'd love to have her on the team. So Mimi, if you're watching, you're still being recruited. <laughs> so, um, you're getting a little, your, your, your mic was getting a little, the sound was getting a little off. Oh, okay. So maybe I shouldn't be trying to recruit Mimi. Maybe God's interfering right there. It's scrambling. Oh, Come is on, it? Unscramble. <laughs> okay. There it goes. Um, right. you know, who's really funny is, um, well, uh, Robert is, but also Burke was hilarious on set. Yeah, he when we well, when we had our conversation, I, I just I felt like he'd be somebody that I'd just love to hang out with and would be fun to work with. Did I cut out again? You're freezing. Oh no! Yes, you did. <laughs> I, I told I said in the beginning that uh, I'd really appreciate some Patreon supporters because. Uh, the chip in this computer is a Dorito. I heard you say that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Every, okay. Increase, increase, increase. abundance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, since you've seen the show, you know uh, the final two segments. Uh, we do uh, the final, final segment is uh, asking your wise counsel for anyone that wants to use their gifts for God's glory. Uh, but before that, we do the interrogation. Seven random questions okay. that otherwise wouldn't have fit in the uh, rest of the conversation. So here we go. I love so that. Other than me uh, and and that uh, little bump, bumper, what makes you laugh? Oh, laughter is my favorite. Oh, everything. Anybody that has an ounce of, of wanting to make me laugh, I'm there for them. <laughs> I, I, uh, what makes me laugh? Ugh. Burke, Robert, uh, everybody on set made me laugh. Um, I, I, you know, it's not hard to make me laugh. It's just not. It's my favorite. That's a good, that's a good quality. I, I think people try too hard to fight it. Just enjoy it when it happens. Yeah. Right, question number two, uh, with whom do you most identify in scripture? With whom do I what? Uh, with whom do you most identify in scripture? Who do you think you're the most like? Oh, okay. Well, um, who do I identify mostly? Okay, who would I like to? I'll say that. Okay. Who would I like to identify with? I will. I would like to identify with, but I'm not there at all. Mm -hmm. 
but I'd like to because there's so many times in my life that I want to be so strong and and not be afraid of consequences for doing the even if it's the right thing you sometimes you're afraid because you mm -hmm. know in the world it's a little weird lately <laughs> uh, I'd like to be like David nice <laughs> other than the affair and murder past that well <laughs> Okay, remember I told you I was Catholic? I don't know everything, Dave. <laughs> no, I'm I would like to have these the not be afraid. Like he came in with mm -hmm. with the ability to not be afraid. Well, I mean, he yeah. may have been afraid, but still. <laughs> he had courage despite the fear. He trusted God more than he trusted his There fear. you go. And uh yes. and to be fair, I don't know much about uh, Catholicism, so when you say catechism, it sounds like a disease. Like I caught the catechism. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. You didn't really speak in catechism. Oh. You don't, you didn't really, it wasn't like, oh, come on, let's draw pictures. Let's no. It was you sit in your desk. I remember I got in trouble once when I was very little, and it was a very innocent question because I was very young and I had no idea about who God was. I just asked, how why do they know he's a boy? <laughs> <laughs> and I was gotten, uh, she did not like that. That nun did not like that question. I don't think I asked another. <laughs> she was having none of your shenanigans. No, Weak. no. <laughs> All right, uh, number three, uh, who is your favorite superhero and why? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Boy, this is, that's a hard question because I'm not that that into those shows. Um, I'll say, who's the female su uh, Superman? But the super I, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Okay. Is she is she one? I'll take Wonder yeah. Woman. Besides, I think she's gorgeous. <laughs> well, I'm married, so I have no opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Keep it that way, Dave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, question number four. Uh, what memory would you most like to relive? I would like to relive more. I know Burke answered the same way, but I was thinking it before Burke even answered so I can still say it. Yeah. I want, I'd like to go back to when my daughter was young and, and just be with her in those young years again. Yeah, I, I missed that. Totally, totally get you froze. it. froze. Sorry. Your, your Dorito just made you freeze. Darn it. <laughs> Honey, we need a new computer. <laughs> All right, uh, question number five. Uh, how do you recharge? How do I recharge? Oh, the farm is a great out here where I live. It isn't hard to do. I'm surrounded by a lot of space. Corn and beans, cows, a dog. Um, I I just recharged by meditating, um, praying, just being in peace, living living in peace here at the farm. I, I do that very easily, actually. What kind of animals do you have on the farm? We have some cows, which Robert at times when when we were filming when when burke was doing the prayer scene we had coyotes in the background we had cows in the background and i think he was able to i don't know how he did it because i swore i heard both of those 
but it's a beautiful scene when Burke is praying. It's just mm -hmm. beautiful. And all you hear is beautiful sounds, not coyotes and not cows. So nice. But we have uh, we have a dog that we rescued. We have two horses and cows. Nice. I, I, we live in an apartment, so I'm waiting for the day that we have a house and we can have a farm of of dogs and, and more dogs. It's wonderful. Yeah. I love dogs. All right. Question number six. Who do you most want to make proud? Uh, I would say God. Jesus. Yeah. You know, I don't think I got a lot of accolades in my life, so I don't look for them. Mm -hmm. I really don't. It's fine with by me. In fact, I'm very much a cheerleader for others. So it really, it is, it's not something I look for because yeah, I'd have to search pretty hard, Dave. <laughs> so no, I don't, I don't care about that, but I think to do, to, to be in the right heart, the right words that, yeah. yeah. All right. So the final question, the interrogation is this, what's your dream role and who do you want to work with? Dream role. Well, I just I just had an audition with, um, well, it was a while ago, and I did not get it. But mm. I would love to work on Justified. When I got the audition, I started watching watching it incessantly because I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but Timothy Olfont mm -hmm. is great in that series. And I love it. I love looking at the bad guys, but they're kind of funny. And you just, they're, they're, uh, how do you explain them? They are innocent, but bad too. Yeah. I, I don't know. You, you, you like them sort of, I don't know why, but you like the bad guys sometimes in that show. So I'd mm -hmm. love to be on that show or yeah. All right. But I'd like to work with Robert again. So he's going to have to make another movie. Heaven's to Betsy three. I don't care if he changes his mind. <laughs> All right. So the final, final question we ask every uh, guest is for anyone that wants to step up and use their gifts for God's glory. What was your wise counsel for them? I hate to tell you, Dave, but your, your Dorito has just cracked. I didn't hear it. Oh, okay. Let me try it again. Uh, for anyone that wants to use their gifts for God's glory, what's your wise counsel? My wise counsel for God's glory for people to begin to, first of all. Oh, I think we lost her. Uh, she got the black spinning circle. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, she can rejoin and reconnect. Uh, but uh, all right, it looks like she's coming back in. All right, there you are. We lost you for a moment. So uh, I, hope, I hope it's. We're still live, so uh, you can go ahead and, and finish. Uh, the last thing we heard was um, you, you were just kind of repeating the question of what is uh, your advice or your wise counsel for anyone that wants to use their gifts for God's glory? Okay, I would begin to say that to basically start with learning how to love yourself, because I don't think you're going to put anything out in the world when you're not in good, good with yourself. You have to love mm -hmm. yourself and then be able to put yourself to, out to the world. That I feel like that it begins with you. 
and really it could be as simple as what just having such a, a loving heart mm -hmm. could be your, your glory and then sharing your loving heart. Um, just Absolutely. giving, giving freely of yourself and you'll find your craft. Perfect. I like that answer because we're made in God's image and we're, you know, if we love God, we should love his image. So I think that, uh, that's right. that, that, that's good advice. So, uh, uh, Polly Doyle, co-star of honest to God available on all streaming platforms. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and telling us about the film. We're really excited for it to uh, just blow up and I encourage anybody to find it, uh, whether it's on YouTube, on pure flicks, on Amazon, Look for Honest to God, a Robert Alanis film. And uh, tune in next week. We're going to have Enrique, who was uh, very busy behind the scenes of this film. So we're going to talk a little bit more about Honest to God next week here on Gifts for Glory. So, uh, Polly, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Dave. I loved it. You're, you're wonderful. I am watching you every week. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. We'll see everyone next week right here, Monday Night Live, or you catch us on the Creative Motion Network, Taken TV, or any uh, major um, uh, podcast platform. We'll see you next week. All right. Thank you, Jay. There's a good chance you have a terminal illness that could result in death in a short period of time. This is kind of like the day before a colonoscopy. You're gonna die? But this time, you won't be waking up afterwards to see if they found something. I think it's important that you tell Rebecca as soon as possible, while she still has a few good years left in her. Huh? Mormons! How cool! I'm Elder Jones. I'm Elder Wallace. And you guys look so young. How cute! Chloe, they're people, not puppies. I don't want to die. I'm only in my 50s, for God's sake. For, for your sake. I, I promise you, I, I will change. Good morning, my love. Good to see you eating at the table, son. <laughs> my treat today. Why? Well, it's been a while since I've treated, so, you know. Whoa, you've never treated. I don't know. He's been acting strange ever since he went to see that Dr. Haja. 
sure did. It is. Am I losing my mind? Or did I just see you hand a baggie of dog poop to Miss Tucker? Dr. Kajan has been under investigation since the closing of his place of practice in Los Angeles last month for allegedly posing as a doctor, seeing patients, diagnosing them with terminal cancer, and then charging them for tests that were never performed. Yes! 